Welcome to I Married a Chiefs Fan, a casual podcast about the Kansas City Chiefs in the midst of their biggest dynasty to date. My name is Jimmy, and I'm a lifetime Chiefs fan. I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Colleen. It was in December 2016 when Colleen and I went to Arrowhead Stadium for the first time. It was on that trip that I discovered two very important things. I was going to marry this girl, and it wouldn't take much convincing to get her to root for the Chiefs. Fast forward five years later, married with two kids, we realized there was a space missing for everyday Chiefs fans to come together to discuss the aspects of a football team outside of these statistics. Don't get me wrong, we'll get into stats, but mostly you'll be hearing a husband and wife riff on football. I invite you to listen to our conversations. Thank you, Jimmy, and hello to any and all listeners. I've always had an interest in football. Through many years of questions, lots of viewing, and patient family members, I was able to establish my own opinion of this very masculine sport, but finding a man to respect that opinion wasn't a guarantee. So I was thrilled when I saw how Jimmy lit up when I showed my genuine passion to root for the underdog. I'm ready to share my take on what makes Kansas City Chiefs such a special team with anyone who wants to hear it. Jimmy and I will spend our episodes breaking down key topics from this past week's game and preview future games. Whether we agree or not is yet to be seen, but settle in and join us for our first episode of I Married a Chiefs Fan. This week, we're going to be breaking down the most viewed divisional game of all time, Chiefs at the Bills, with the Chiefs coming out on top, 27 to 24. Okay, so, come. first things first, I'm a little disappointed we didn't go to Buffalo. You know, Jimmy, we went out to Kansas City for that freezing cold game. We did the cold. We made it happen. We watched the Dolphins. We saw them, the Chiefs win, come out on top. That was great. Going out to Buffalo as the as the rival into a stadium filled with ice balls. No, thank you. That's where I draw the line. Well, we, we missed a shirtless Jason Kelsey. That would have made my entire trip. I mean, had I known. I've been watching on replay ever since. I like the um, the Jurassic Park cut where the, the one that you said that that describes it all. All right, what did you think of the game? I was impressed with the Chiefs. I watched it next to you, so I kind of know your thoughts, your immediate thoughts. Um, I was impressed. I thought the defense stepped up. Um, yeah, they ran the ball. That's fine. They weren't completing 20, 30-yard passes. That's what you need to watch out for. Let them get three yards every time. Let them get six yards sometimes. Who cares? They stopped them when it mattered. Overall, I was really impressed. The Chiefs were rolling. They looked like the old Chiefs. Um, would have liked to see Buffalo score less. That's fine. And in the end, Union Patrick Mahomes had us had it covered. You know, the beginning of the game, it felt like, oh no, James Cook is going to run all over the Chiefs all day. Uh, but it was really just that first drive, maybe the first quarter where um, they looked like there was some holes in the defense. But um, other than that, at the, at the end of the day, they, you know, like I said, the defense stepped, stepped up and it looked really good. You know, Jimmy, if I didn't know any better, I'd say that the media the Chiefs get is getting to you because the Chiefs defense is so good. I keep thinking about Happy Gilmore. And when they when Happy Gilmore learns to putt and he's like, uh-oh, someone learned how to putt. And it's like that. It's like Patrick Mahomes finally has a defense. 
and people aren't respecting that. There is a defense. They have to settle into games. The first quarter, most defenses are just settling in. Most offenses are settling in. So there has to be a little bit of time to let them get settled, get going, and then do what they do best. In Spags, we trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a... Uh... It was a good showing. The defense did it. It was a good showing by the defense. I Were there places to learn and be better? Yes. Did they close out the fourth quarter hard? Yes. Mm -hmm. I saw that the after the the fake punt, they scored right before the fake punt, right? Or did they what did they score? I don't know. But <laughs> It's kind of the polar opposite of it was a polar opposite of the 13 second game where there was you know a million points scored in the last two minutes. In this game, I think the last points were scored at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then that was it. The Chiefs scored to make it 27-24, and then there was a whole quarter of football with no scoring. So um, different different game, just not as exciting, but close um, but I'm glad to be moving on you know what I I kept thinking because we were we were watching at home with our two kids and I just kept thinking oh my goodness this game is going so fast I really don't want this to be the Chiefs last game and it just shows you how quickly those 60 minutes fly by when you're just sitting there and you're like okay it's halftime oh no the third quarter is over but that fourth quarter did drag out and take its time mm -hmm. um but I, I truly was never nervous about the Chiefs losing that game. And I don't know if it's because Tony Romo on the broadcast just kept saying how. He was, how, he was ridiculous. He was he was calling the, saying the Chiefs were, were should be nervous after the first drive. It was, he was definitely being a homer for the Bills. I can't wait to hear him again next week. Don't remind me. Um, it's a good time to note that I'm a Giants fan, so coming around to Tony Romo will never be will never be my style. So I don't think it's ever a good time to note that you're a Giants fan. I think I think you've you've migrated. It's been long enough. No. No. Giants, Giants to the core. Chiefs mother winning. No, I'm just kidding. I, I do I came around the Chiefs when they were the underdog in Alex Smith days, and it has been a a, a roller coaster to watch them continue. Speaking of, since I've come around, Travis Kelsey has been here the whole time. I've watched him catch passes from Alex Smith. I watched him help Patrick Mahomes while he came into the league and obviously he came in at such an elite level. But Patrick um, Travis Kelsey has been there this whole time. I have to say, this is the first season I've noticeably seen him struggle. He's just always that go-to guy. He's always so fantastic. And so to see him falter in any way is sad to see him miss the 1000 yard season is sad like obviously he's got that record plenty plenty safe um but just to see him like be a little bit short and just feeling like a weighing like a weighing in his confidence I don't know it was really nice to see him back on track this game I really saw like old Travis Kelsey making things happen and like obviously, Rasheed Rice is such a big reason for that. 
And like they had to cover him a lot more. They had to cover other people a lot more. And Travis Kelsey was able to get open. But I was just deeply impressed with or just happy. I think I was just happy to see him like get his groove back. Yeah. I mean, time does come for us all. Uh, you know, Travis and I are very similar in height and build and athleticism. So, you know, I, I, we're a couple years older than him, so I kind of feel it too. I understand what he's going through very well. But, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully he was just saving it for the playoffs because he looked good um, for two games and he's got two more to go. And, you know, while all the struggles of the receivers throughout the year, you know, Mahomes knows that he has Kelsey's always there as a safety blanket. So hopefully he can he can keep it moving. So, but he looked good. Absolutely. When those two connect, there's no stopping them. I mean, they read each other's mind. It's it's like two buddies just backyard playing football. They're having fun. They get the rest of the team having fun. Um, it's it's electric. It's electric. You know. Um, and speaking of postseason magic, just people who step up in the postseason, that's something that I noted in this game. We have um, MVS, who number 11, for those who don't know, he's Jimmy has been very vocal about him this year and just missing some, some deep balls. Um, but the Chiefs don't really have people making those catches. He is one of those postseason magic players when you look at his stats from the postseason. I mean, the AFC Championship game last year, he was, you know, out of this world. So if you can put together half of that this this postseason, that would be, you know, miles above what he did, you know, in the regular season. He was basically non-existent. So um, if, he, if, he, if he can keep it going and do, you know, catch the balls that are thrown to him, that's going to be a huge, huge plus that we didn't think, you know, didn't think we had think, thinking it was just Kelsey, just Rice, just Pacheco. But if if MVS is there to catch a couple balls here and there, I think we're in good shape. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy knows this about me, but I am a big believer in people who step up in, in the postseason and have the value that they bring to the team. I still wish I, I was on Chris Jones' side when he was saying bring back Frank Clark. Frank Clark is one of my all-time favorites. Frank Clark, the shark. Um, I have our kids chanting that. I just, I wish so much that he would have come back for this postseason run. I understand why they didn't do it, uh, but he's just so phenomenal. So I'm excited to see on the defense who is going to fill that role this time. Yeah, I mean, they could sign him at any moment. Lions just signed uh, uh, Zach Ertz, so they can still sign him. Still. Can they? I was wondering, do you know the rules around yeah. that? I was wondering. Yeah, I mean, uh, Zach Ertz, the used to be tied up for the Eagles and the Cardinals, and he's a free agent. The Lions just signed him a couple of days ago, and he's chasing a ring to, to, you know, hopefully get another ring. But um, if the Chiefs felt like they needed another pass rusher, they can go out and sign him tomorrow. Oh, I wish they would. He's just. I'm also. I also could be making that up. I don't really know. The postseason magic, Jimmy. You're the expert here. <laughs> you will answer all the questions. Of other people who really step up. Well, so for defense, I don't know if that person's emerged yet. I'm really curious. So far, uh, Drew Tranquil. Yeah, Tranquil's looked really good. Um, I mean, he's been great all year when he was given the opportunity. Um, 
That's number 23. I, I have to say the names with the numbers because that helps me when I watch the game remember who they are. So he right. stepped up with that fake punt. And well, so um, speaking of the fake punt, I saw a clip today that I want to watch a little later of um, Nick Bolton when he was coming off of the field on third down was telling the entire punt team watch for the fake, watch for the fake, watch for the fake, telling everybody, watch for the fake. So he saw something on the on the other sideline that would indicate that they were going for that fake punt. So um, so he's somebody else too that, you know, those two linebackers have been, you know, playing really well. And Bolton is the, the kind of the general out there for sure. That's the reason why he's got the got the green dot because he, he reads all those uh, – he communicates very well to everybody. Absolutely. I um the fake punt. Let's talk about that for a second. Today on the Kelsey podcast, Travis said they only had ten players out. Yeah. For yeah. that, how do you make that kind of mistake? You no, know, I don't know. They didn't really. I didn't see in the press conferences of what how that happened. I know it did happen. And I know that's probably attributed to them going for the big punt or they were going to do it anyway, but uh, it didn't matter. They they read it from the beginning. So hey, It doesn't matter, but in a way, it, it does. It's kind of like the, the mistake that you make, but you don't get caught. Like, got to tighten yeah. up. You can't, you can't send 10 people out. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> but, I mean, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, speaking of mistakes, we got to talk about it. Nicole Hardman and his fumble out of the back of the end zone. So I don't know. I don't know why. You know, he's made a lot, a lot of big plays, but he's also made a lot of really big mistakes for the team in big, big spots. With the way that Pacheco was running. Why not give him the, like? Why not just keep giving him the ball? He was like, two yards out. He was almost guaranteed a touchdown there. Why do the trick play? But that's Andy's Andy's deal is running the trick plays. And you know, even though the two times he got the ball, he fumbled it the other day. I was looking over some. I was doing some film study, you know, and uh, the plays where McCall wasn't getting the ball, he was really disrupt disrupting the defense. Uh, with all of his motion. So even though he had a terrible game, he really didn't because he he really he uh, on the the first Kelsey touchdown, he he took Kelsey's defender away from him and that's why he was wide open because he was motioning. So I mean he's got to hold on to the ball. He can't stretch out, but also, you know, Kelsey admitted that he missed his block. So that's why he had two defenders on him. So I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me. It's hard for me because um, years ago, when I forget what game it was, it was towards the end of the season. Uh, the Chiefs fell apart. It was it was one of the ones they lost. They didn't they didn't make it far enough, or they made it to the championship game. And they lost. It must have been the Patriots or was it the Bengals? No, the Bengals game. And Nicole was on the team. He was on the sideline and he was kind of yelling, like, give me, I was open, give me the ball. And I just, I don't like that attitude. Like, I don't like causing a scene on the sidelines 
to say I'm open. Maybe if you're the star receiver, like maybe because at that point Tyreek Hill was still around, like if it was Tyreek Hill and like he was saying it, that's different because he was like the number one receiver. I just feel like stay in your lane, do your job, keep your head on straight, don't get emotional, do the best you can. And I just like have this feeling that I, he's just not my favorite player on the Chiefs. I was kind of shocked that he came back. Why not bring Frank Clark back? <laughs> we have him now. And I, I was carrying all those feelings. So when he made the mistake, I was obviously devastated and kind of like, come on, we could have seen this coming. However, in the post-game press conference, Andy Reid was asked about it. And he said something very, like, obviously, from everything we know, Andy Reid never thinks you should lay out with the ball because the ball is going to get knocked loose. He's very against that. But he very matter-of-fact just said, he'll be better because of this. He always protects his players. That's Andy's thing. He always, no matter what, he protects his players. He says he's got to be better. But Andy's never going to throw any player under the bus. That's why so many of his players love him so much. Yeah, and I, but it also changed my set. I'm not out there. I'm not catching balls. I'm not doing it, being frustrated or passionate in the game in the moment. Um, don't reach out. I think that's a pretty a pretty safe rule. Uh, there was no reason for it in that moment. Like if they took longer to score, they're good. Keep Buffalo, keep the ball out of Buffalo's hands. Yeah, you can't, you can't reach for the end zone. It's that's why um, on Kelsey's second touchdown, it's he held the ball in his chest and hit the pylon with the shoulder because you know he's been doing this for a long time, so he knows not to not to reach. I mean, I guess sometimes you can. You, there's some situations that's Nicole does not have the hands to be reaching like that, but. Yeah, it's a terrible mistake. I thought it was really it was going to cost us the game, and being in the position, you know, towards the end of the end of the game, I was when the Bills were 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 driving um, their last possession. I thought, oh no, you know, Patrick's not getting his ball back. That's that's it. This game is over. But thankfully, Josh Allen got out of his uh, the game plan, started bombing things to the end zone when he didn't need to, and. Uh, that was that. Did he? I just thought yeah. it was just the one, right? No, he was. There was. There's two. There's two last plays. Uh, he had open. You know, they had plenty of time. They had all their timeouts or two timeouts, and you know they had. He had underneath stuff that he could have thrown, um, but he just couldn't help himself. He wanted to go for the home run when even going for the home run there, you would give. Mahomes' time on the clock, you give him the ball back, which is not a good idea. So you want to score, but you want to score without giving the ball back to the opposing team. And Josh Allen did what Josh Allen does. And thankfully, you got the missed field goal, and that was that. I mean, I like Josh Allen. I know you hate that I um, like all these other quarterbacks. I'm, he's just a nice guy. He's just a nice guy. I hate to say I like Lamar Jackson too. Well, I, I mean, I, I like Lamar Jackson. I'd, I'd like him to lose, but I do. I do enjoy him. I think he's a a level-headed, great quarterback. I think he's done amazing things for Baltimore. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. The last thing I just want to say is, I have to say, I'm looking at all of the national news, and I just I cannot stand that the Chiefs still don't have respect. You and I were talking about it a little bit today how people will say things like, oh, the refs want them to win. 
they are in six championship games in a row. That is a dynasty. That is impressive. They're no longer the underdog. They no longer have to play like they're the underdog. They, the media should not be calling them underdogs. They are the top dog. They are the ones to beat. Last week, there was no one who wanted the Chiefs to win. No one wants to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs can play everyone who's left and win. We know that. They are the best of the best. The, the, they constantly say that they're overcoming adversity to get there, and, and perhaps they are, and perhaps there are areas that they needed to tighten up this year, and they have worked on that. But I just think they need to start playing like champions. They just need to believe in themselves as much as their fan base believes in them. Um, I mean, I think I think they have that championship mentality, but also they need that bulletin board material to motivate them. Where I mean, they're motivated by the, the championship and getting back, but uh, that actually little push, you know. Patrick has that competitive nature where you can see it in, in his posts, you can see it in his press conferences where he won't say anything too negative, but he remembers all. He's sassy. He is. He reminds me of you know, my two other favorite athletes of all time, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, where that's kind of that killer instinct. So. What was his post? Good luck in quotes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was referenced to... What was a reference to? I have no idea. Someone, someone said good luck to the Chiefs to win, and then they won. And yeah, he's 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 amazing. But um, he doesn't he doesn't talk before he doesn't talk smack before the game, but he will definitely let you know afterwards that he heard you. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's funny. The when I I've been a Chiefs fan for a long time, and when. I first became a fan. They were at the you know at the bottom of the league, and I followed them very deeply. And there was a lot of aspects of the team that were very good that never got any respect. And no one ever mentioned the Chiefs because they were always at the bottom. And once they became good, they got Mahomes. There's a couple year period there where where people were happy for the Chiefs. Where um, oh yeah, it's good for the Chiefs. They can. They they haven't won anything. It's, you know, they're 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 Patrick Mahomes is cute. There's a nice you know they're a nice story, but then once the media and then the nation realize that they are Mahomes is the guy. He's the guy, and now they don't they don't want another Brady situation where it's always the Chiefs in every championship, every Super Bowl. So people got to uh, get those clicks and get those. Uh, get those views. So if they're going to keep disrespecting them. Hopefully the Chiefs can keep uh, proving them wrong. I just wish they proved them wrong with more confidence. Are, just, you, are you saying they're not confident? I don't think they are. How do you, how do you figure? I just, I feel like they're like, we have to um, overcome this hill. And like, yeah, over... that's, that's like, that's not, we have to, over, I feel like that's motivational, but not, they're not confident. But like, so, then use the away the way away thing, right? They've been home so long. All right. So like the adversity you're facing is like you're going to be in a loud stadium. You're going to be in Buffalo. You're going to be in Baltimore. You're going to be in these loud, hostile environments. That is adversity to overcome. But like you're reigning Super Bowl champions. Right. There's nothing to overcome this season. Just if you look back on this year, 
you relax. <laughs> if you look back on this year, they weren't respected at all. Like the, for the whole year, people clung in, oh, this is not their year. They're not, they don't have it this year. Defense is good, but the offense is in shambles. There's, you know, they're not going to go anywhere, but now they're putting it together and they're still using what people said back then as motivation. I think that's fine. Listen, I want you this week to go look at their pregame speeches from like week 10 and week 11 and tell me that they're not saying in all of those pregame speeches huddled up together, say, overcome this adversity right now. They are. That's what they do. You know, they should be saying we're reigning Super Bowl champions. Let's go out there and win. Yeah, we're Super Bowl champions. Let's go out there and uh, it's just going to come to us. No, you need, you need motivation. You need to, well, even if you create motivation where, you know, you're just creating it, I think that's that's fine. I think you need that. Play like the best, you are the best. That's right. motivation enough. All right. Sorry. All right, Pat, what's your turning point of the game? All right, my turning point of the game. This came from Patrick Mahomes' post-game press conference, um, where he said in the fourth quarter, he went over to, to the defense and he said, hey, guys, if you could get them to not score any more points, we will win this game. I'll make sure we win this game. And you could see it. You, I didn't know that happened when we were watching the game. I was like, where did this defense come from? It's like they were going to leave it all out on the line. They played harder than I've seen them play the whole game. They were finishing. They were started pushing around the defenders. I don't know if the other if Buffalo got tired and the Chiefs just had more in the tank, but there was a noticeable swing, in my opinion, in the fourth quarter. And to hear that Patrick went over his joke in the press conference was I should have just went over in the first quarter. Because it, it was I like lights out when yeah. like after that comment. I can see. I want to watch that. You have to watch it. It was great. It was uh, great. It's short. Uh, one, uh, one thing we didn't really bring up is that, you know, Buffalo was dealing with a lot of injuries on their defense. So that did help. But um, knowing that uh, that he, he went over to them and, and told them to to hammer it down and they and they listened, which is that's that's pretty cool. Well, my turning point is probably the obvious one is that the fake punt and just the terrible decision to do that at that time in that position on that part of the field. Um, and they're just being completely snipped out by the entire coverage team. Not even, you know, a couple years ago, that big fake, fake, <laughs> fake punt uh, that Sorensen had. Oh, and Sorensen, my number yeah, one. That was, that was just him doing it and, and sniffing it out. But this was, uh, this was the entire team sniffing it out. So that was, kind of demoralizing, I think, for the Bills. Uh, you know what's demoralizing as, like, just a football fan in general? That it was poor DeMar Hamlin that they had to give the ball to on the oh, fake punt. That was my favorite part. No, it was so sad. <laughs> like, like your heart wants him to be successful, but, like, every part of your chief is like, get him to the ground. Mm. But, like... Need him hard. Oh, no, <laughs> it's just, like, hard hands help him through. <laughs> it's just... About Kelsey, used, you know, mocking him with his uh, celebration in the heart. <laughs> no, he wasn't. That's a Taylor Swift thing, Jimmy. <laughs> huh. So that's the that wraps up that that portion of our our podcast. And now we really want to preview next week's game. I have to be honest. I went to I went to college down in Baltimore, so I've always had like a soft spot for the Ravens. I, I've gone to a few games down there. Um, followed them in their Joe Flacco days. I have to say the the biggest thing on my social media right now is how Joe Flacco going to the Browns was an inside job just to knock them out of the playoffs. And I think that's hysterical. 
That's pretty funny. That's I mean, pretty he, funny. he played pretty good, but no, that's that's pretty funny. Yes. So, um, what do you have to say? What do you have to say from the football point of view? Um, well, I think it's going to be a really good game, a really tough game. Um, this thing, you know, we brought up a little injury uh, thing with the Bills, and then also the Dolphins were decimated by injuries. Baltimore's coming in, a very healthy team, both sides of the ball. An yeah. extra week of rest as the number right. one seed? Well, two weeks of rest. They rested everybody a week. Uh, wow. Well, I guess, well, they did play last week. So, but yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, but um, they, um, you know, both sides of the ball, one of the best offenses in the league with uh, Lamar Jackson running and throwing. And then, um, you know, the defense is, you know, always amazing. So um, it's going to be a good game in a hostile environment. Hopefully Chiefs can keep it rolling. I think, I do think that Baltimore, you know, Nick Wright said this the other day, but I think that Baltimore would have rather see the Bills come in than the Chiefs. And I think that's 100%. Yeah. They had Lamar Jackson today. And I didn't watch it, so I hate not saying something without watching it. From my, on my own, um, but the, Lamar Jackson said he didn't want to play Patrick Mahomes. But then I saw that the Ravens defense said, "Hey, we're elite. He's elite. Let's go." I mean, he didn't say he d- didn't want to play him, but he doesn't like. He doesn't like playing. Doesn't him. Like That's what it was. He doesn't like playing him. I mean, it's they played four times. In it's Mahomes. been a while, right? Yeah, they didn't play this year, um, but Mahomes has had ridiculous statistics against the Ravens in his career. Um, do you remember the one? I think it was his, Mahomes' first year that the fourth and nine play we were watching at your sister's house, and it was one. Of, it was like one of the one of the throws from Mahomes' first full season where it's like, holy shit, what kind of quarterback yeah. is this guy? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah so that was a. Uh, they had they played some good games together, and um, I'm assuming this is going to be another good one. But I, 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 I'm, I'm I'm confident, but also hesitantly confident. I think it's I don't it's totally 50-50 which way this game's gonna go, I think. Oh, I don't think it's 50-50. I'm not afraid. I think the Chiefs are gonna do it. Just like how how intimidating is a purple team? Not the purple and black. It's their uniforms are let me tell you, their fans will be more intimidating than Buffalo fans. Nothing against the mafia. Just Baltimore is they want this game. They want to win. They want to go to the Super Bowl. That city is ready for something positive. So they're going to go in there. I, I saw memes and jokes about sitting Taylor Swift in the last in the last row of the stadium like uh, the poor Chiefs did to um, the Packers was quarterback. It, was it Jordan Love's, Love, Jordan uh, Love's mom? mom. <laughs> and uh, that's terrible the Chiefs did that. Um, but I saw, I saw jokes about Taylor Swift having to sit there in Baltimore uh, and I don't know, I don't know. Um, but I do, I think they, the hostile environment will play a factor. Um, I don't know how loud that stadium gets. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, 142.2, not even close. There you go. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, so I actually went to Baltimore um, for, a, um, for a game last year, Chiefs game last year and Chiefs ended up losing, but the stadium was loud. It was a regular season game, but the stadium was loud, but it was nothing like like Arrowhead. It was louder than Giants Stadium, that's for sure. But it was 
it was, I mean, I'm sure it'll be rocking and the fans will uh, play a part. But I did see that the only time that Patrick Mahomes has ever used a silent count um, because the stadium was too loud was uh, in Baltimore and was it Minnesota? There was one other stadium, but Baltimore was one of them. So um, he knows the, fan, the fans can get loud there. So it'll be, it'll oh, that's be interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's just, I'd like to see, I like, like, Lamar Jackson moving is concerning. Well, that's what they did. So we need, so Willie Gay's injury, I think, is going to play a big part. What uh, is his injury again? We're just like, and he's definitely out. No, he's he's questionable. So I think he's, there's a good chance he's going to play, but they need him to spy um, Lamar for the game. So, because he's, he's, I mean, he's not Lamar fast, but he's the fastest linebacker, so. Um, him being in the game will be important, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you're concerned about Joe Tooney, is that? Yeah, the uh, left guard, Joe Tooney, number 62 <laughs> for the ladies. What? Um, um, but he has oh, a Jason Kelsey number. Is it 62? I believe it's 62. Uh, but he has a pec injury. It, it was There was a thought that it might be um, a torn pack and he would be out, but it, it's a strained pack and he's unlikely to, unlikely to play. Um, I didn't see that from the Chiefs. Everything I saw said ESPN was reporting that. I didn't see anything come out from the Chiefs about that. Yet. Well, I mean, the reason it's important is because that interior line line of Tooney uh, uh, Humphrey and um, Trey Smith is is the you know the heart of the offense, you know, obviously Mahomes is Mahomes, but that, that makes the offense go. That makes Pacheco go. And if he's missing, I mean, he's an all pro this year, I think, right. Or he's, he's a, oh, first team. all pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if he, what does that mean? That means he's the best player at that position in the entire league voted by whoever votes for it. Wow. <laughs> the AP, the, I think the associated associated press votes for it. So, so, um, you know, and Patrick Mahomes wasn't first team all no, quarterback. No, no, he didn't have that year. He didn't. Lamar Jackson was. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so and that's that's a you know that's a very prestigious uh, award to get. So him being there will be important. But if he's not there, hopefully Allegretti can uh, can kind of pick it up. But we'll see. Awesome. Well, first episode wrapping up. Anything, anything to add? Any words of wisdom to the um, team that's going into their sixth championship game? What can you offer them? I would say you're the underdog. <laughs> Use that as motivation to crush these Ravens. And let's go. Cheers. All right. And I would say you're champions. Play like champions. <laughs> let's go. So hopefully uh, we can talk again next week with uh, a Super Bowl trip uh, in the future. And um, and we can you know talk about our travel plans for going to the to to Las Vegas uh, to watch the Super Bowl, but uh, to watch the 
the was it was it the the Taylor Swift Eminem bowl? Oh was my gosh, before? could you imagine? <laughs> I would. That would be something. That would be like all of my music fandom coming together as <laughs> one, which is a very strange combo. But I cannot be the only person. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Let's go, Chiefs. Let's go, Chiefs. <laughs>